0: What's going on, family, and welcome to another edition of the Rise to It podcast, your home for personal and professional development. My name is Jonathan Hernandez, A.K.A. the Letter H, and with us we got our boys today, Mr. Frankie Lyle, Mr. Andre Covington. How we doing today, hey, guys? How we doing? doing? How we doing? How we doing? What up, what up? What yeah. up? I'm up. I'm up now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> bells it gets you up right. Andre, there. <laughs> talk about that, man. Talk about that because I know we had a little bit delay. Y'all didn't see this, but there was a little delay in Andre coming over here. A little accident. I know you got a lot of
1: things going on in your life. What's going on with you, man? Man, a lot. Like you said. Um, It's just been a busy week You know, it's been like, you know My partner on the radio got married So I was a part of that wedding party And, you know, going and doing all those things That entails, you know, a wedding From the dinners to rehearsals To the actual wedding day And then the (laughs) after party and all that stuff Uh, My son's birthday uh, happened also this past weekend. And he turned seven. and Twenty-five first graders at the house. I don't know if anybody ever had twenty-five first graders at your house. Uh, <laughs> that it does not a, sound
0: fun. It's a bit. <laughs> it's a bit much.
1: And uh, but you know we had superheroes there, and it was just it was a lot of fun to see um, them having a good time. And but you know you just see kids. Kids had the darnest thing. That was a TV mm-hmm. show, right? One time, right? That was. Yeah. And uh, this one kid, I guess my son had told him that uh, he was going to have a bunch of superheroes there. And he had this shirt on and it had a bunch of them on there. So the guy was like, okay, okay, Spider-Man's here. And he's pointing to my, my son's shirt. He goes, okay, Batman's here. Supergirl's here. Uh, but Iron Man's not here. No. And Aquaman's not here. You said you're going to have everyone on your shirt. I'm looking at this kid like, if you don't be quiet,
0: <laughs> like giving
1: my son the business when we got a bounce house, the size of a football field, there we go. you got pizza, you got superheroes, face painting. Uh, there's movies on there's cake. It's like, you talking about one missing superhero. <laughs> I'm like, man, I've been to your house. I went to your party. Your daddy was dressed up as one of the superheroes. So <laughs> like, right. stop clowning. Um, but it was just fun to see the interacting of the kids, you know, and just kind of mm-hmm. watching it from a grown up's perspective, but yeah. it's a lot, man. And then, uh, my at my house just today um, one of my spr- sprinklers are leaking uh, it was causing the flood I had two inches of water on Ooh, my property so I'm geez, like man I had so to call bueno. my gardener over I had to wait ah. for him and completely forgot that I had somewhere to be
0: uh, so <laughs> when I got the phone call I
1: was like really I was wondering why you called me so late you should have called me earlier because I wasn't looking at it, no text messages all I heard was the yeah. phone ring I'm like oh Professor H just called me I wonder yeah, what, yeah, he what he wants, wants. <laughs> hello <laughs> hey where you at uh, <laughs> I'm on my way yeah. It's oh, dang. It's so yeah, it's just been one of, those, uh, one of those weeks, man But you know, we're here, and I'm excited mm-hmm. You know, again, another podcast with you guys, man Rise to it, baby
0: Yes, sir yes, Let's sir. make it happen Rise Now I want to shout out Eli, King Eli, I call him Yes If you guys ever get to meet and greet the king which is Andre's son, seven years old, seven, seven years, years young. Old,
1: man. This yeah.
0: dude is on another level IQ for sure. I mean, I can see him in my college classes right now. Oh, wow. Like this dude is impressive.
1: It's funny you should say that because the principal uh, called us from his school. And normally you get the call from the principal. You're like, uh-oh, what, mm-hmm. what, what, what did he do now? Yeah, uh, and He's first grade. And the principal's calling the house. He goes, hey, I just want to let you know uh, that your son is one of the top readers in the school. He's like like right next mm-hmm. to the top reader, They're neck and neck in the whole entire school. And um, they're also honoring the top readers in each school and all the schools where I live. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go to the big high school football game on Friday, they get to walk out on the field, oh, and they're going to yeah. get an award. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, my wife and I had a, had a trip planned. I'm out of town this weekend, Friday and Saturday, because I have an engagement I have to go and perform at. And I, my, my wife is coming with me, I said, one Of us, you can't go. I said, oh. I said, You can't go on Friday, you stay here for that because someone needs to be here. I said, But um, then just come and join me on Saturday because mm-hmm. I think one of us needs to be here to see him walk on that field. He's gonna be looking for mom, or dad. yeah, sure so much. uh, she's gonna go and see that. And he's getting to walk out in front of a packed football field, they're gonna call his name out and give him an award. So that's, and that's special, man. So you're right, he is. He is. He's, I tell him, Son, you're, you're gifted, but you, you can't let your gifts go to waste. Mm-hmm. That's one yeah. thing in life, don't waste your gifts. I say that to anyone who's watching watching right now i think i think we all have a gift we have a certain special thing that we can do or we're good at but Mm -hmm. it's sometimes it's it's unfortunate people let it go by the wayside because of uh obstacles drugs alcohol um not enough time doubting yourself fear Mm. all those things can cause you to miss out on actually letting your gift get Mm -hmm. out there and serve the community right
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like, I'm going to bust a Nate Diaz right now. When you yes, tell me about Eli's success, I'm not surprised, right? man, I'm not, not shocked surprised. about it at not all, surprised. I'm not surprised, uh, man.
1: Don't add any other stuff that yeah, Nate yeah. okay. <laughs> That's right. It's this a family PG. show. Ready to eat good, for PG. everyone. We're talking about yeah. kids.
0: Frankie, you're staying busy. I know your son, he's yeah. sick. He's down and out, but he's also celebrating a birthday, October baby, like me and Drake. Yeah. So what's up
2: with that? Yeah, yesterday he had a birthday, so he turned 15 years old yesterday, and... um bittersweet because he's 15 and he likes to celebrate parties you know he likes to have a good time and celebrate and um we couldn't you know because he was sick and um mia's been busy doing her shows making Mm -hmm. her music and stuff and performing everywhere and she has a big show coming up um she's performing with baby bash and ashanti and we can't get her sick so we had to lock up frankie and you know in (laughs) the room i like how the son is suffering on his own birthday right get out of here (laughs) yeah so we put him on facetime and we sung Happy birthday to him awesome, on guys. Facetime, and and you know we bought him a pie and we put candles on it and we put it by his door. And then we knocked and then it ran we ran up. away. That's so cool. <laughs> we man. ran away, you know. So that's what we did for him. That was yesterday. And at the end of the night, he was grateful. He he you know he texted Celeste a happy message about you know just thanking for thanking you guys for making this day special for me. And I know you guys did your best. Um, mm. I know I'm sure he wanted it to be better, of course, you know, but. That was his situation yesterday on his birthday. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm, I've been super busy, just like you guys, kind of running all over with our kids. And um, like you were saying, Andre, like we have a gift, right? And my daughter has a gift in in making music. And um, I know my, my wife had a gift, too, making music. And her parents, you know, just weren't as not that they weren't supportive, but they, they didn't have the resources, the connections to Mm -hmm. elevate her, like to the next level, or or maybe they're just busy and working and stuff like that. And we have, we do have the connections. We do have the networking, the friendships to, to do what we could to support her, you know, achieve her dream. Like when she was little, I can show you books that she's colored when she was five, six, seven Mm -hmm. years old that she wanted to be a music artist. And, um, she just wanted to perform and sing. She's always saying, so now she's, she's doing it and she's singing. And every, every weekend she has a show, you know, she's in Pomona, she's in Fresno, she's in LA. Um, and it's just constant. It's constant, you know? So, now here I am with with the business with the photography business with the full-time teaching and mm-hmm. now I'm I'm like dadager mm-hmm. if that's for it right I'm dadager <laughs> yeah. and, and also like her video guy and stuff right. like that so um, it's been super super fun to see her like on these stages and to see her shine it, I mean I get teary eyed just thinking about it you know sure. but um, that that's been my my world and, you know like the past couple months man it's been yeah. it's been super fun so check her out Mia May. Me, and so. how do you spell
0: that again? We want to make sure we're, right. we're getting that. <laughs> <You> get <laughs> yeah, spelling she, down.
2: Because she just spelled it a little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's M-I-A-M-E-I.
1: Yeah. Official May. And Absolutely. you know, when you're on camera, mm-hmm. you know, and I know he's in the news and it's all kind of crazy stuff. But uh, Kanye, uh-huh. if you watch this documentary, his mother, whenever she was on camera with him, she was always smiling and mm-hmm. in the moment. And she was so proud, and she was saying, "Oh, Kanye, mm. that is so beautiful. Kanye, play your song." She was so encouraging that. that he couldn't help but make it. It was mm. like no way because he had his biggest. That was why I think That's losing his mother fan. was a big deal for him, because when you're when that is your kid, you know you you have to be supportive when you want to be. But yeah. don't lose out on being a fan too. Don't mm-hmm. like that's that's important. Let them see that side of it. Like, get engulfed. Like, you know, sing the songs with them. Like, just, I'm sure your wife does it all the time because yeah. she's really good. <laughs> she's into it. She's like, she's also a fan of her daughter. And I think, right. I think we should be. Mm-hmm. We should be fans of our kids. And yeah. because they can see what it's like to be a real fan. Right. That's truly genuinely loves what you do Mm -hmm. and love you too. And they'll get that. And they'll be able to understand what it is when they see it from when they start to blow up and they start to
0: get fans, they'll see the fakeness and they'll see the real, right? Because their parents gave them the real. Yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. Celeste and I were actually vibing out to a lot of just music, Mia Mays music. We're actually checking out production from different artists that we've heard about, even the past, the present. So, um, yeah, it's always awesome when we could mm-hmm. actually dissect songs and think about, you know, yeah. what's next for Mia. Now, I got an exclusive today. There's a you song did. that's coming out very soon uh-huh. that had me out of my seat. I'm like, this <laughs> is did. the jam right here. And Mia's done some impressive things, but just wait on it, man, because it's, this thing's coming hot out, out the oven. It's, it's going to be nice. It's, it's, it's so fine. good. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's very good. good. I'm very impressed, man. So shout out to you and Celeste. Thank Not you. just Mia, but you guys are doing a great job Thank and the entire family. And speaking of family... I wanna give a shout out to Mr. Dwayne Wright for putting on one heck of an event at Clovis, California, the Regency Center. They had a 2022. male men's speak life conference mm. and so it was nothing but young cats in there some old I like to call myself an old head nowadays mm. right with my college students I know I'm getting up there at age but <laughs> nevertheless man it was great to speak life to these young kids shout out to Dwayne Wright former FSU all-star former NFL all-star I know mm. you run in the same circles Dre yeah, so yeah. Uh, Dwayne just man shout out to you for putting on an event and I also want to shout out I'm always shouting, I'm always bragging about my students because I have the best students every single semester, no debate. Mm-hmm. But one of my students, shout out to Mr. Jaime Vargas. We had a conversation the other day about success and instant success. And so for many of you guys, I mean, with Eli, right, even though he's mm-hmm. seven years young, he's putting in work right now. Mm-hmm. And, and with Mia, she's been putting in work too for her craft and your son's putting in work. Mm-hmm. And this generation, and I'm not going to pick on just this generation, I think people in general are thinking about that instant success because of what they see online, Mm. right? Because of what they see on their cell phones um, every single day. And they're thinking it's an easier way. And so we, us boys, we got to talking. There really is no easy way. You have to go through the work, right? If you could rise to it, you could rise through it type Mm. of deal. So it does take time. And so me and Mr. Vargas were talking about the hashtags that are coming out. You know, hashtag model, hashtag photographer, mm-hmm. hashtag videographer, mm-hmm. hashtag comedian, hashtag speaker, right? And so I am not blessed, fam, on a 10 million things, 100 million things. My wife would be the first one to tell you, and I think all our wives would tell us, mm-hmm. to, you know, a difference. But what I am gifted at is I do teach communication. This is what I do. And so oftentimes, and I told Mr. Vargas, you know, I see that hashtag, hashtag speaker going around. And I'm very blessed to be with the team that elevates me. Mm -hmm. You know, I look up to you guys when you're doing your speaking events uh, for rights to it. But we've been in this arena and we've been blessed to have the support that we've had over time. And so these hashtag speakers, I'm just not seeing them in the same arenas as us. Mm -hmm. And so it's easy to throw that on a bio. It's easy to throw out a hashtag model. And so I don't mean any disrespect, but I was talking to some of my females, my women in my class, and how we w- use that hashtag very loosely. Mm. Because I'll just give you an example. Salma, California, born and raised all day, every day. Five, five, nine, representer. represent her. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. We had an Olympic athlete, good friend of mine, grew up with her, Andrea Duran, shout out to her. She won a silver medal s- softball representing our country. I'm at Dick's Sporting Goods one day, and I'm tying my shoe and I look up, and it's Andrea with the Nike gear. The swoosh is all over. Andrea, bottom line, gets to put hashtag model. Yeah. Nike's paying her to do this. right? Yeah. Because of her craft, because she's a great person, because she's worked extremely hard to get to that point. But we also have a lot of people using that hashtag model mm-hmm. when they're paying for pictures, where it's just their friend, you know, they're posing. Andrea, I'm sure that you see this. You know, I see it with speakers And uh, we're going to talk about context. I'm kind of want to table that conversation. I'll get to that in just a bit. But I see the hashtag speaker a lot, and especially in our area. Mm. And for me, I'm like, okay, if you've done one volunteer event, yo, that's great. You volunteered to speak. That's awesome. But we really, really are serious about our craft, and we have again people that are believing in us, and that's why we continuously say, I feel we're good people. We're humble, Mm. and we have that message to give. And it's always different, no matter what school we're at, no matter where we're at, it's always different. And we cater to the school and what their needs are. So I feel that we get to have hashtag speaker because it didn't happen overnight. It was right. years and years of progress. True. But Dre, I'm sure you see this a lot all over social media hashtag comedian. You know, maybe one uh, woman or man doing a show at a club and using that hashtag loosely. And so how does that make you feel? I've never really asked you. We've never really delved into that conversation, but you've put in years and years and years of work, my man. Decades. Yeah. Decade. Yeah. yeah, Right. (laughs) So how does that make you feel? Like, how do you see this a lot? Do you think it's a very problematic in our society that we could just loosely use titles? What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, for me, I try to always remain positive for me personally, because I do believe, uh, you will get exposed at some point. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the the problem, if it is a problem, you can get famous really easy nowadays. Yeah. Now, that part about you know making it and, and making money, uh, that part is probably in today's times has never been easier to become fa- rich and famous. There there was a time when you had to start the process as a kid. You went through all the schools. You had to get uh, with a motion picture studio. They had to sign you to a development deal. They had to develop you. You even look at Motown. Now they took those artists in. They had raw talent. And they were two years before they even cut a song. They would work on their personality, the way they dressed, the way they danced. So when they did cut a song and they were introduced to the public, they were schooled. They were Mm. ready to go. Nowadays, you can just... Really come up with one funny comedy bit, and you could put it on YouTube or put on any social media, and it, you can get millions of views. And people go, oh, man, they're hilarious, but they got one mm-hmm. bit. So now you come, and this happened to me. I've seen this happen. Well, now they have to come because they have millions of views. They That's how they get into a promoter's ear. Hey, man, I got... 10 million followers on this one. I got 20 million over here. Uh, I'm the guy who did the such and such. So that promoter started asking people, Hey, do you guys heard about the guy who did it? Yeah. Oh, that guy was hilarious on that. I'm going to book him, but he wants 10 grand. Then he calls, you know, call me and go, Hey Dre, I want you to be on the show. Uh, You know, I got two, I got 2,000. Then you get there, you know, like, oh, okay, two grand, I'll, I'll take, you know, nice work. Hey, yeah. I'm not one to turn down two grand, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, but then you get there and you go, wow. You start talking me, well, I'm getting $10,000. And the guy's like, I want to go last. And you go, well, okay. <clears throat> uh, well, you're the headline, I guess you, how long have you been doing this six months. You're like, okay. So now I go into, now I'm going to punish you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Now you're about yeah. to get it because yeah, right.
1: you're setting yourself up for failure. You're not humble where you are. Now you want to close the show and you got one bit. So now you do that one bit and then mm-hmm. you know, people good to stay happy to see it. Now mm-hmm. what else do you have? Mm-hmm. Now you start talking about stuff you're working on. Like mm-hmm. I've literally seen this, guys. Now they start talking about, well, you know, I'm working on this one bit and let me tell you guys about it. So now you're killing time. Now you're talking to the audience. You don't have no material. Mm-hmm. You're not talking about life events. You haven't been anything. So you'll know what's funny, what's not. You've never worked a comedy club. You went from being on uh, Instagram and, and to now being in front of 2,000 mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And they're not ready. Yes. They're not ready. Mm-hmm. So they get exposed. Mm-hmm. And then people leave with a bit yeah. of taste in their mouth. So I would say to anybody out there, hey, don't be afraid to, you know, or the naysayers will look at you sideways. Just be humble about it. Hey, I when I first started off, I used inspiring comedian. I'm an inspiring comedian. Mm-hmm. I want to be mm-hmm. a good. comedian. When I was... Going to the open mics and performing, you know, hey, how you guys doing? Uh, this is my first few times doing this, man. I'm inspiring to be great. I want to be like Eddie Murphy. I want to be like, you know, all the, the greats of the time. Yeah. And, you know, I got five minutes of material. Let me see mm-hmm. if I can give your attention and do what I had to do. That was a humble me coming correct. You don't see that now. Mm. No. Hey, these guys and girls are coming in like, I'm it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I got
1: 30, 000, 30 yeah. million people watching yeah. what I do. And they get exposed yeah, exactly,
0: and so I want to hold on to that exposure that you're talking about, man. Just okay. brilliance. I'm seeing and I'm hearing. I do talk about that with my students because they are fascinated with that sexy wow, they got so many followers, mm-hmm, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I do personally know some of those people. I mean, we do, we know some of these people that are on Instagram that have a million followers, yeah, but they're also, and this is no disrespect, but it is the truth. And I'm telling my students sometimes the shiny keys aren't that shiny when you get exposed and Mm -hmm. you understand, man, they're looking for work like right now. So they burned out their one five minute set and they thought they were something sweet, Mm -hmm. but then you get, with some professionals like Dre, mm. and it's a wrap for you. And I really appreciate how you're <laughs> like, yo, I'm about to punish you right now. <laughs> I've seen Dre go from a 20-minute set at St. Center where there's 15,000 people and just take over the arena at St. And I was nice. there as a fan before I even met my dude. Nice. And my yeah. father was like, that guy is funny, man. We were in tears. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've also seen Dre, though, invite him to the college where he didn't have to go over time I don't know if you remember this. It was an event we did at Reedy College back in the day-day when I was teaching wow. there part-time. Yeah. Dre did an hour and 45-minute set, and yep. every single second he's bringing it. Mm-hmm. And all I could think about when I actually got air and I could breathe was – dang, this dude has put in his years. He's put in his time. There is no expose for Dre. It is all those years of experience. So we'll substitute that E with experience. And so I appreciate you, brother, because it's like there's nothing overnight. The overnight success, you got fast money, it's going to go just as fast. And I tell my student that, right? Mm -hmm. Because I want to be very open with them i want to tell them the truth like hard work man you got to continue to put that in and continue to prove yourself and i know frankie yeah. you've been in the game for photography ain't nobody playing with you man i, mean, I know you're super thank humble you, thank you but i'm gonna tell you man yeah. you can you make this chubby dude look pretty decent in the hey, picture hey, you're doing something right doing something <laughs> photoshop <laughs> so frankie talk about that man you're seeing photography everyone i'm mm-hmm. seeing online right now hashtag photographer and i'm like man your resume's not that deep though, bro. Yeah. So, Frankie, talk about that, man. Yeah. Well, you know, like
2: if I can kind of take it back to the beginning where I was that rookie photographer or aspiring photographer, right? Um, I was reaching out to to big time photographers here, like locally, and mm-hmm. and yeah, like some people did show love, but a lot of people didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I'm being real, a lot of people didn't. Um, all I wanted to do was. Uh, take me as a second assistant to to a wedding or to this photo shoot just so I can see and learn and um, I didn't get a lot of love and and I don't know if it's because maybe I was just like a a new photographer and they didn't take me serious Um, which is fine but one thing that that I learned from that was I don't I don't want to be like that like I I want to give back like you said we're we are good people and we really are because I like everything that I know I share it with anybody, you know, people till this day, this week, I, I get messages about what cameras to buy or if I'm teaching a workshop or geared to buy. And I just give the information away. I literally just give it away. And sometimes people tell me, like, why? Why are you teaching people how to shoot? Like, why are you doing this? And, you know, I just feel like there's enough business for everybody Mm. you know and i can teach you all the technical stuff about photography and you can master the camera um but at the end of the day i can't like i can't give you my creative like brain like you know like Mm. like Mm. you know like like jonathan like if like your speech like you can with with your speeches you could you can tell or you can teach public speaking and communications but at the end of the day um they're not going to say the same speech mm-hmm. that you're going to say and and same with comedy like you can teach comedy but they're not going to say this they're, they're not going to come up with the same jokes right that yeah. you come up with so um that's something that i've always known and so i just give it back and i just really do believe like the more you give the more you receive so i've just handled my business that way and um along the way you know i've i've gone to concerts i've gone to to comedy clubs i've met famous people famous comedians f- famous singers i've hung out with them and yes you do see people there that i've never seen before that are photographers mm. uh, or you know quote photographer unquote photographer <laughs> yeah, you know. To, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and yeah. and you know and it's not it's not for me to to like point them out and say like well who are you mm-hmm. you know because at the end of the day that was me when i was mm-hmm. starting right exactly. we, we all started somewhere yeah. um but they do fizzle out like really really fast if if you're chasing the clout, like if you're in the if you're in it for the wrong reason um you're gonna get exposed like you're saying like time time will will expose you and you know and it's all in the receipts you know it's Mm. just yeah so show me the receipts show me the receipts like so so people can can see my work and i i post my work and and like for me personally um Give me a president. I've shot a president of a country, yeah. right? And I haven't. I mean, I took a picture with him, and I've I've yet to post it. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I've yet to post the picture that I took mm-hmm. of this president. But I'm more of my like my gratification, like my happiness, comes with when I post my 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 work. Like that's my receipt, not the the selfie that I took with this person, right? So a lot of these. Clout. I'm gonna call them clout chasers. Mm-hmm. They're posting the selfie with with the talent, for example, right? And and it's like, okay, that's cute. Like anybody could go to a concert, <laughs> yeah, and get a pay photo, for a meet yeah. and greet, yeah, mm-hmm. and get a picture with these people. You know, so it's not impressive. And with time, those people do do get exposed, and um, they don't get hired back. I didn't get to shoot a president of a country if if I didn't have the time and the experience and all that good stuff. You know, so. Absolutely. Um, so, are you yeah. telling
1: me a selfie is different than a photo shoot? Is that what you're telling me?
2: A hundred times, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, a hundred times different. And if this is something that you want to do, like whatever the the craft is, you're if you really have like I always come to the word passion, right? But if you really like what you're doing, if, if you're a student of the of the craft, you're eventually gonna become
0: successful right yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna throw that in there because i've been using that word passion for a very very long time and so music when celeste and i talk music like you could tell you could feel you can't even just see you can't even just hear you could feel that that's our passion right Mm -hmm. we're talking about 8 16 bars you're talking about introductions we're talking about breaking down 808 bars for a breakdown Mm -hmm. that's one of my passions but i think i feel strongly for for both of y'all family members, you know, I call you fam, you guys are my brothers. I feel that you are walking in your purpose. And so I think it was, um, maybe Ed Milet, his podcast, I was rocking out and on my way to, to the college, do my thing. And he said that he stopped talking about passion because we have multiple passions, every single one of us. But I feel our team is individually walking in our purpose, but collectively we could all work together and make magic happen. Right. And so, while you were speaking, Frankie and Dre, both of you guys, I kept hearing this phrase in my head and it's often been said, you know, in the classroom, as long as I've been in education, even my parents, I've always heard this phrase, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm going to disagree with that quote. And I tell my students all the time, mm-hmm. like, let's just throw that in the trash. This is 2022. It's not what you know. It's not who you know. It's who knows you and do they trust you enough to have that credibility? Because Dre knows a group of people. You know a group of people. Mm -hmm. I know a group of people. You guys know people in Hollywood. Like you could call right now. Mm -hmm. But just in the last podcast, Dre, I mean, you were in Florida, right, with D.L. Hewley. There's a different, oh, Dre, what's up? But my man specifically asked you, Dre, do you want to go on stage Mm -hmm. because of your credibility? Right? So it's not what you know. It's not who you know. 2022 remix on this it's who knows you and who could vouch for you yeah, so yeah. dre when we're talking context right okay. um talk about that because over the years you meet and greeting people you always have a smile on your face you're always taking lots of pictures and let's be honest sometimes it's like man i really better go home right now yeah i got my wife i got eli i got my family but you've always done that and you've always done it consistently where have you seen like dang My attitude, my character, right? My integrity, Mm -hmm. but also my skill level has put me on this stage. Was there a certain time to where you're like, yeah, like I am pretty good at this. Mm -hmm. And you're so humble. You're never going to say you're the best, but (laughs) you're pretty dang good. Right. Well, I
1: I, I like how um, people describe you to other people. You know, I think that's big, Mm -hmm. you know, because people can say he's funny, but he's hard to work with. Mm -hmm. And that knocks knocks you down a level if someone wants to actually bring you in so it's really i i like the fact that people speak highly of me like comedians who are yeah. really big like I'll hear someone say, oh, I ran into such and such. He, said, he told me to say, what's up to you? And this is like a big star. Mm-hmm. He goes, and he mentioned a time you guys worked together, and he was impressed with you. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And he just said, hey, you know, or he vouched for you, or that person said, oh, he's the real deal. Tell told him, I said, what's up? What's he up to? People always want to kind of know mm-hmm. what it is I'm doing. Um, big Names Comics, who, you know, I may start started off with guys I've known for years, but I have lost kind of touch with them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that part means a lot. And a reputation, uh, I think, is going to go one way or the other. But your reputation, mm-hmm. when other people say something about you that's not true, that's when your reputation has to overtake the lie. Because mm-hmm. if there are certain people, if you said something about me, they would go, nah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah. Not buying that. Because yeah. my reputation disputes all of that. You know, so like for them knowing me and knowing what I'm about, if someone brings in some some misinformation, they'll debunk it right away. Mm-hmm. I need to see receipts. I need to see proof. Yes. I don't believe that, you know. And right. that part, mm-hmm. what really makes me feel good, or someone will call me and go, "Hey, man, guess what I heard?" And mm-hmm. I, before I even tell you, Dre, I know it ain't even mm-hmm. true. And then the, that's how much of they, they believe in what you do in your reputation. Mm-hmm. And I, we just end up laughing about it. I'd be like, bro, that's nowhere near what happened. <laughs> and, they go, and they always go, I knew it. Dude, I knew. when they were telling me, that, I was looking, I'm like going, this is a, this is right. a bunch of bull. you know. So yeah. that part, I'm glad over the years I've been able to hold on. That's very important. I think people should understand at the end of the day, your reputation is going to get there before you do. Mm, You know, mm -hmm. and when you get there, it's up to you to make that reputation shine and actually be true. Like when people say everything I heard about that guy, the good, all the good Mm -hmm. was right on. He was exactly like they said he was. And that's what I get a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about, you know, my life. You know, I'm not walking one way and doing another. You know, Mm if I'm speaking something, I'm speaking it from the heart. If I'm living a certain way, I'm living from the heart. Like I'll tell people all the time, especially comedians who are on the road, you know, a lot of guys, you know, out there, there's some temptation and some guys Mm -hmm. fall by the wayside. You know, I tell them, I say, Hey man, look, I'm letting you know right now, don't put me in a position where you're going to jeopardize anything about my marriage. Cause I, I don't play that. You know, I'm, I don't want, to lie for you. I don't want to be out with you. I'm not a wingman and you know those days are long gone. <laughs> so, yeah. let's just get that understanding right now because yeah. uh, I'm not going to jeopardize my marriage and if you want to roll how you roll in your marriage, more power to you, right. you know. Mm-hmm. But I know my limitations because I don't want my reputation to take a hit. You know, I don't want to go and speak to people about, you know, the sanctity of marriage and how great it is to be married and, uh, you know, all the sacrifices and being faithful to, and then they see me out, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm doing totally the opposite. My reputation takes a hit. And I may not be doing anything, but I'm with somebody who is doing something that's reflecting on me. So Mm -hmm.
0: you got to be careful how you walk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When we're talking context, and I want to focus on that because we cover that concept a lot in my class in two of them, actually. And when I'm hearing context and when I'm hearing what you guys are bringing to the table as far as that is concerned, uh, Frankie and mm-hmm. Celeste recently, and it happens, you guys see speakers or you guys see people out in the communities, oh, hey, man, I think that he would be great. I think she would be great. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this for a couple minutes, just like Andre's been doing comedy. Yeah, for. Yeah. So I want to see because I have questions. And it's not to say that I'm going to say no, like we're the best. or Our team, you know, DJ Cal, we the best. I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> but what I want to see because the context – Changes everything, and what I mean by that, um, I've heard people, oh, you got to put this person on there, great, yeah, but where were they speaking? Oh, it was a scholarship function. Everyone's quiet there. Mm -hmm. Everyone's respectful there for the most Mm -hmm. part. Get them at some of our events where you got high school kids that we don't know; they don't know us. And let's see the skill, right? So Mm -hmm. the context changes everything, Mm -hmm. and so Dre, I'm sure you've seen some comedians and you've thought you've thought that, like, yeah, they're funny but this is a really good crowd. And maybe it's midnight, maybe it's 1130 where those drinks are flowing. Yeah. And you're like, mm, I want to see them with a different crowd though, too. I th- I feel they got something, but the context is going to be different on the next show. Mm. And I want to see that consistency. And so every show that I see you, it doesn't matter whether it's, pref- I mean, we do admin shows at big time colleges, universities, yeah. Yeah. or you go in the club. It's the same. You keep it consistent, man. So let's talk context because I'm sure you Frankie, um, Photography. Oh, mm-hmm. this person's a good They could help you out. Right. I'm sure you have questions. I'm sure Celeste mm-hmm. is like, mm, let's see their work, though. Right. Let's see those receipts. Mm-hmm. So, Dre, starting with you, about context. Like, Have you seen comedians be funny, but then it was maybe a, a one-time deal? Well, this
1: is this was a funny thing that happened uh, in the mid-'90s when Def Jam came out and Comic View and the shows that I, I performed on. They were geared towards an African-American crowd you know the all, the all the comics were mostly black you know the audience was an all black crowd because there was a void we could not get into the mainstream rooms the white comedy rooms but that's where I started so then i had to make the transition and start going up to oakland And I got up there, I was invited by a comic, and it was like the whole crowd was black. I was like, whoa, this is a little bit different than what I've been doing over here, where it's like, okay, I got 100 people and three of them are black, and now I go here, and it's 200 people, and they're all black. So for me, I made a decision right then and there. I am going to try to write funny. Because if I write funny, anybody can get it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't the crowd doesn't get me. So they they don't dictate what I do. Mm-hmm. And the problem that I saw with a lot of comics, especially the urban comics, African American comics, when I said, Okay, your material is killing here, man. I got a room in San Jose. Why don't you come to a room? Okay, I'll come. And they would come and they would see the all white Hispanic crowd and they would they would not do well. Mm because their confidence was shot, and their material was strictly geared to an African-American experience. And I, was, I used to tell them, I say, hey, man, you just need to write it it's for everybody. Right. Everybody has had Kool-Aid some kind of way, man. Mm-hmm. You have to make it funny for everybody, or you're going to have to really tell your story and make it so polished that anybody can get it. Right now, your lingo and the way you move mm-hmm. is really... Geared towards one crowd, that's gonna kill on Def Jam, but it's not gonna kill on Annie at the Improv, or, or, or other shows, or Comedy Central at the time, which you were gonna go, which I did. And again, you're in a, you're a different different environment. So that was a big move for a lot of comics. Your material being relatable for everybody. And for mm-hmm. me, you're right. I got would it. see a guy kill one night and in his comfort zone with the crowd he was comfortable with, and you put him somewhere else. Even the greats, I've seen them struggle um, when they get outside their comfort zone. But when you see someone like Dave Chappelle, you see someone like, you know, Cat Williams, and you go to their shows now, it's a lot of everybody. Mm-hmm. Because what happened was they got famous, and when you're famous and funny, People just come because to see famous. you. Yes. Yeah. But when you're not famous and you're just funny, yeah. You have to make it likable for everybody. Right. That's why sometimes the comments be like, I'm just going to do me and I don't care who comes. I don't care if two people I'll be like, you never going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> you, right. With that attitude, mm-hmm. get famous first, work on your craft cuz you got to you got to want to be able to touch stages everywhere. That's go. what's going to make you well rounded. You know, Dave Chappelle goes up anywhere anytime uh, and he's always done that. Yeah. So I just think guys got to get into that and understand that, you know, it's not when the crowd's not laughing you can't blame them. Mm-hmm. It's you. right? Because too often a guy I walk off stage, you know, and I'm getting ready to go on stage be like, man, that crowd is dead tonight. Good luck, buddy. And then you go out there and you, you're killing it, it. And then they don't even talk to you after the show. They don't even like, wow. you know, they just look at you like, you know, well, you, I just proved you wrong. Mm-hmm. And now they have to deal with the fact that it's me. right? You know, and the most so, times people don't want to look in the mirror and see that.
0: Um, Um, self-awareness man we keep talking about that because it's like the most important right now and the lack of is serious right now in our society frankie going back to you and again it's not um any disrespect if we get a lot of emails like hey you could put us on the next show and then i ask a simple question all right cool send me some video like send me some receipts
2: right yeah ghost Nothing. vh1 yeah.
0: where are they now all right i'm still yeah. waiting for some emails <laughs> to come back you know uh, but frankie i know that this goes with you man i mean hashtag photography yeah. hashtag photographer of central california yeah i'm with the central california photographer yeah. right now so how have you seen maybe the the context you know mm-hmm. okay you did that wedding that's cool i used to do that too right we yeah. got to started from somewhere like you said we gotta re- remain humble but context what does that mean to you like what's a good photographer out there how can Mm -hmm. students or just people in general that want to get into that business how do they move up
2: right yeah well i can share a story about like a past student of mine so i teach video productions and i had a student who who loved video productions and all he wanted to do was make videos and um i like anybody who reaches out to me i'll I'll take them under my wing and and try to mentor them and help them out so you know he was he was a senior at the time so he was eight, 17 18 years old and um, sure enough he he stuck to his craft and he graduated high school and he kept making videos and mm. he followed me on Instagram and he kept working hard and he would constantly see me working events and he would message me and, and ask hey like I do videos how come you're not getting me on and I was looking at his stuff like you're good but I've been doing this for a long time <laughs> and You're not, you're not where you need to be for me to refer you out to my clients because at the end of the day, and we all know this, if you refer somebody out, your name is attached to that as well, right? So they, they screw up the job, (laughs) you're kind of responsible for that. And, you know, so, um, you know, it took, it took this student five years to, to work his craft and to where he got to the level where I felt like he was good enough Mm. I gave him a call, Mm. you know, but he waited, he, uh, he waited and, um, I called him and from that day he's been, I've been getting him work. And, um, he's, you know, there was one event where we had back to back events where, you know, one Saturday after another and, um, he made really good money. Mm. He made more money than most people make in three or four months, you know, And, and it was cash, you know, straight up cash. And, and it was really fun for me to see, this youngster, you know, he's about 23 now, 22, 23, yeah. just getting paid yeah. cash in front of me and choo, 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 all these hundreds. And I'm like, cool. like there you go. There's your payoff, wow. you know, but with him is to get to that payoff. The reward is, is time. Right. And, and you got to put in your time, like, like with me and my photography, I, I'm a student to this, to this craft and. Till this day, I, I take yearly conferences. I go to workshops, and I'm always learning. I'm always learning, and I'm studying from the best. You know, like yes. um, I don't, I don't pay local to uh-huh. any photographers or any cheap videos. I I pay a lot of money. I pay good money, and I sacrifice time away from the family. And yeah. I'm learning from the masters, the best in the world, and uh, and sometimes I assist for them for free, just so I can see how they think and how they work right so um it's it's just years and years of knowledge and and learning and of course giving it back but um for for people to come and, and expect that like overnight or they call me is like hey give me a job this is what i do it's like okay hold on hold on hold on, mm, hold on. yeah first let's see your work let's see where you're at and then if you really want to do this it's not a no but come assist with mm. me which i do all the time come That's with me good. Come with me. Come work with me. I'm, a, you know, intern. You're not gonna get paid, but you're gonna learn. You can learn. Yeah, you're gonna learn. And if you really like doing this, you're gonna do it. You yeah. know, and um, so it's kind of baby steps. And and then once they get to that level, and then it's like, here you go. You know,
1: go make some money. Right. Yeah. Isn't it funny how some people will turn down an opportunity, uh, to learn from some of the best people because mm-hmm. they say we're not gonna get paid and they, they put a monetary value on it when i first got in the radio when i first started i got no money mm-hmm. like i did it right. for free yeah and mm-hmm. now i'm the, i'm yeah. arguably i mean I'm being hey, modest, but I'm one of the highest paid radio personalities in the Central Valley, mm-hmm. for sure. but I started for nothing. For I just was like, let me get in there. <clears throat> right. You got to believe in yourself. He said, let me get in there. The content that I have and the years experience, I have no radio experience, but I have funny experience. Mm-hmm. So you just can't come in with, like, no uh, photography experience, right. but you got a good eye for photography. You know, yeah. you can see things, and like but you – need to learn how to turn that site into actual right. art and where it's respected is a lot of technical stuff that people don't want to learn. Yeah. Uh, and I I know Dr. H you got some more questions, but I just want to touch on this real quick because, you know, our podcast, you look at um, look at our setting, look at our backdrop, you know, mm-hmm. you look how much money went into this on a set design and production. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got multi-cameras in here, you know, it's it's set up to succeed Mm -hmm. like you'll see some people they'll have a a podcast and it's like an old sheet (laughs) hanging behind them you know it's like an old raggedy mic the the camera's not great Mm -hmm. the quality's popping in right
0: in the background yeah yeah Yeah. and
1: you know you go wow what what are they doing it's almost like they're wasting their time and secondly you can have some guys can have all of this and then you watch them and you watch them interview i've interviewed some of the biggest names in uh, hip-hop, R&B, mm-hmm. you name it, I've had them. I've, inter- I've interviewed presidents yeah, uh-huh. of the United States. Mm-hmm. We had Bill Clinton on one time, yeah. you know, uh, mm-hmm. when he was, uh, you know, stumping for uh, Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. So to be able to interview those people, there's an art form to it. Right. You have guys and, and, and women who go to college and they go, they learn and they, they, they then they go and they intern yeah. and then they they get an anchor job or a journalistic job and they, they have worked years before they get that nowadays people get a podcast because they have a bunch of people watch them you yeah. know they, mm-hmm. they get views so now and you watch them and it's some of the worst interviewing <laughs> Amen. Yeah. I've ever seen I mean it's yeah. just like if we're interviewing someone they would ask a question they'll cut them off <sighs> you know before they even finish <laughs> and then they jump over them and then someone as important as telling a story and they'll, they'll stop them and tell their story again. You know, it's like yeah. the people want to hear who you're talking. So it's just brutal to watch sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I can't watch a lot of them. Yeah. So yeah. learn your craft, man. That's very important, you know.
2: You know, and just real quick, like this week, I got a call from a famous comedian where they... they I put, called you? They put, hey, hey. hey. Oh, we got one right here, man. Hey, what's, what's up? What's that? What's, that? What's, that? what's that? Now, this is a paid shoot where... They're calling, they're calling me, right? But before, like, they wouldn't have never called if I didn't do the free shoot, not with him, but mm-hmm. with another comedian yeah. where people would, family, friends, you're driving to LA, um, and how much are you getting paid? Like, a little jealousy maybe. Oh, you're mm-hmm. shooting them, but how much are you getting paid? Yeah. But see, like... You you got to have that like all these people who who have that drive have that like they see themselves passing that finish line they have that confidence like they know where they want to be and sometimes in order to get there you got to do this free shoot you got to mm-hmm. do radio for free because I let me show you let me show you my skill right and or just to get me in the door because I don't know this but if you put me in I'm gonna yeah. learn it and I'm gonna be the best at it and then I'm gonna be the most paid later so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Felipe would have never called if I didn't do the free shoots in the beginning. So now, do I call people and say, "Hey, can I do a free photo shoot?" No, I don't do that no more. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you'll have to. I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah. have to. No, I don't, and I wouldn't now, right? Yeah. Unless I really wanted to, right. but okay. um, but no, you know. So it's yeah, it's you got to set that groundwork, and then you got to prove yourself and set, and then you benefit. Yeah, yeah then you benefit.
0: True. Yeah, I, I would say that all of us, man. I mean, DJ Sal couldn't be here uh, tonight, but. We've all done free work, mm-hmm. and years of free work, and mm-hmm. seeing that, and not only that, but I'm hearing humility. That's the concept I really want to focus on. When you talk to DJ Sal, man, when I'm having a breakfast with my dude, it's like three or four hours, and we're just talking about how we came up, and it's very similar. Mm-hmm. Whether Dre's story, your story, my story, in education, uh, DJ Sal with his, I mean, monster business and doing the best premier weddings, mm-hmm. it all started by free. Here's the thing though, if it mattered, and you touched on it, Frankie, if we really believed in the mission, right. we're not above not doing free. There's a lot of free events we still do to this day, and we're never gonna stop. Mm-hmm. It has been limited over the years yeah, because yeah. we worked yeah. on that. And you're busy. But yeah, yeah. there's always gonna be that that free, you know, for the certain you know, churches, whether mm-hmm. it's youth groups, whatever totally it is, you know, we'll yeah. always have that. And that humility, I feel, is not in the hashtag. And so yeah. that should be the hashtag is hashtag humility. Um, I, like I said, man, I know Dre, you talked on it a little bit. You probably know more gardening than than I do, but <laughs> your language was like my limited gardening. We were talking about the yard, your front yard, backyard. Yeah. And you said my limited. And for me, I think that's so humble because mm-hmm. Drake could have said, well, I, I know how to do that too. That's yeah. my area. Oh. I know how to do this, but no, he's like, that's the expert. I'm going to let him handle it and I could do what I need to do. Exactly. Humility coming in. Because also with the hashtag, I see a lot of, again, not just younger students, just people, this generation, right? The cell phone, the technology, whatever it is. I'm a jack of all trades. I could do it all. Mm -hmm. Us here at the table will say we can do it all Mm -hmm. and humbly say that. You're a jack of all trades, but a master of none. I see this happen all the time. I could do all this, but you can't do one of those areas. Great. You, you can't yeah. do one of those areas at a level that I would say that you're really a master in that area. So Dre, going back to you also with the comedy, man, like how have you limited your expertise of like this is the comedian I wanna be? This is the man who I wanna present to the mm-hmm. world and just being humble in that process of like, but I'm not this comedian, I'm not this person. Limiting yeah. yourself and knowing your gifts and your purpose. How have you developed that over the years?
1: Well, I, I think I start with um you know, what is success? What is it? You know, is it money? Is it being able to have the freedom to uh, do what you love? Is it being able to spend time with your family, the people that you love, and then still earn an income? Success varies in so many mm-hmm. different ways. I think for me, it's laying your head down on the pillow at night, knowing that you did something uh, that was good, that w- you put a lot into it. Um, doing even doing my morning show now, you know, adding comedy to it is what I do. I, I keep it light, I keep it funny. And my partner's on uh, his honeymoon, so like I'm running the show now. So it's kind of like you know, I get to come in every day and whatever I want to do. I'm doing it. Like they just left me the keys to the Cadillac and I'm just taking curves and I'm, I'm doing this. And, <laughs> yeah. But I, but that's years of experience to be able to do that and have a confidence. I think for me, I just, I, I want to do every day what I said in the beginning I want to do is entertain people, you know, and make them laugh. And with radio, you don't get that instant gratification. Stand up and radio, to two different beasts. I do stand up, I know right away if the joke Hit or not, Mm. you know. I wrote it. I'm like, man, this joke's gonna be kill. It's gonna kill him. This is gonna get him. This is funny. I got to tag that. I go do the joke, and he goes, "Eh, "Yeah, it's all right." You know, and you go, "Wow, that joke didn't work like I thought it was." Okay, let me rework it. With radio, mm. I say something, and I don't know if it's funny. Yeah, you can't but hear them. Then I'll have someone. Just like a couple days ago, I was just in a store, and uh, this guy goes, "Are you Dre?" I was like, "Yeah, how you doing, man?" He goes, "Oh, bro, I just hey, I'm a big fan. of us do your show." He goes, "Dude, you said something the other day, mm-hmm. almost wrecked. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: yeah.
1: I was at the gym today. A, a, a UPS driver came over to me. Go, hey man, I'm rocking with you all the time, man. Dude, you had me Rolling in the morning. Then they, I say, well, what did I say? Because now I want to know <laughs> yeah, right I didn't no know because there's no <laughs> way of finding out. The, you know, there's no monitor in the studio uh-huh. that goes crazy when they, yeah. all, the, yeah. everyone in their car is laughing. I, yeah. I have no reference point, so he'll go, "Oh, when you said such and so, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that." So yeah. I was like, "Yeah, you know, I, I didn't know if that was going to be funny or not. I just said it." So that part, um, you know, for me is the gratification. Um, mm-hmm. But I just want to not compare myself to anybody else. Mm-hmm. I just try to walk in my own light, you know, mm-hmm. and try to hit certain goals. But there's some more things I want to do. You know, there's some other goals I want to accomplish. I got some great ideas, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, once I get a certain kind of backing uh, financially, I think that they're really going to flow and they're going to blow up. And, you know, I'm excited about that, you know. But just being uh, a comedian, for me, being a radio personality, now a motivational speaker, a podcast, yeah. you know, all these things now, is all directed from my humor, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I always said, I'm going to let my humor and my skill from that, my entertainment skills just guide me, you know, because I feel whatever yes. room I walk in to whatever particular thing I'm going to do, I'm going to be able to do it. And, and if it's not going right, I will rely on my humor to get me out of it. You mm-hmm. know, I've always done that whether it was a little kid going to a new school and I went to many, um using my humor to fit in with other kids, you know, mm-hmm. playing the dozens. I, I used to kill them. I, yeah. was, I was a beast. I was a monster. You know, the mama jokes, I could I could wreck shop. So <laughs> finding how to use my humor to keep moving in different circles is what I, I try to do. And that's yeah. how I, I get my success, I feel.
0: Your humor is always going to be in the, the the tool belt that you got always oh, right. ready, the ready body. To go. it's like yeah. your foundation yeah. the
1: gun is That's, loaded the yeah. humor the, 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 my wife sometimes sees it but there's a there's a downside to that too because when you rely on humor so much and it's so natural, there's serious moments <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. you crack a joke and everyone's like, really, yeah. right now? So Don't you know, invite
0: like, Dre to a funeral.
1: That's <laughs> <the best> idea. <laughs> it's comedy of funerals, yeah. you know, but I'm looking around like, oh, that's hilarious. You <laughs> know? Right there, but again, but it's not, the timing might be off for some people. I'm rolling because I'm like, man, and yeah. even you tell somebody, I've done this at a funeral, I've leaned over to someone and, and I said something, they go, and they elbow me. up yeah. yeah, yeah don't make me laugh right now. Yeah. But they laughed, but yeah. they said, don't do it right
0: now. Cause it's not the time for it. Right. <laughs> Andre. I want to touch on that because, and, I, and quickly, I'm going to, I'm going to throw it to Frankie in just a bit. When I met you, you, you were not a speaker. you no. were a comedian, mm-hmm. you were a radio person. And the more that I seen you develop your skills in front of my classroom is when like this, this just like shedding of vulnerability came over you and I was like, wow. And I remember it was at the current college that I'm at right now teaching. And of course you're funny, man. You're, and I expected that to be honest with mm-hmm. you. You know, I, fe- I expected you to bring the smiles and the laughter. However, in the drop of a dime, mm-hmm. people are tearing and not because it's funny. Cause usually I'm seeing mm-hmm. people tear up mm-hmm. because Dre's hilarious, myself included, because sometimes I'm like, dude, I haven't heard this. Like, how, how did he come up with this? And I, I, I watched the yeah. shows before we even met. Yeah. But just that quick, he's able to pump the brakes like Reggie Bush used to at USC back in the day and go a different direction. And then you're seeing the crowd just cry. And I'm like, this dude I need to talk to, man, mm-hmm. because now he's developing those skills. And then now we're going out and I have the best speakers on my team, which is crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I see what you guys do. And I'm like, man now you're the hashtag speaker you developed over that. And that's just, again, another tool, man, that's another tool. And I'm just Mm -hmm. so proud of you, bro, because people know you for that Dre, but I'm excited for them to see this other side of you too. Because it's just as beautiful, my man. Like, I love see Every time Dre gets on, I'm like, man, what's he going to do today, yeah. you know? And yeah. a lot of the time, yeah. he's counting on my height, you know? But uh, nevertheless, <laughs> I'm like, man, my dude brings it. But that, so I that, that, that happens, that. man. I'll
1: share this with you real yeah. quick. Uh, this past weekend, uh, my partner Greg got married. And I spoke at the dinner. Mm. You know, I got up at the dinner. And I talked about the first time and him and his wife met, uh, Isada. They were uh, at a, a remote that we did at a new station because he had got fired from the old station. And then, you know, we went to the new station, Q97 one, and we were doing this remote a paid gig. We go out and meet the people. And then she was there, you know, and she mm. came over and introduced herself. Uh, he tells a different, like he wouldn't have got her. No, she came <laughs> and got her man. And I just told the story and, you know, it was fun. It was, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I just talked about how, you know, love and the two of them are just, there's so much alike and it's just a perfect match. And, and that was kind of planning. said so I was going to speak. Then at the wedding, like, they called me up to speak again, mm. and I was not prepared oh. to speak. But what happened is when, when you become a speaker and the confidence and getting your message across, I just got right up, man. My mm-hmm. chest out, and I was just like, I already know what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. The moment he said, yeah. we want to have Dre come up. Greg's requesting him to say something. I already knew. It just mm-hmm. came to me all of a sudden. I went up, and I told the story how uh when my partner Greg, at, uh, at a relationship, and it ended, and it ended kind of, you know, it was, it was not good for him mentally, and we were at work, and he said, hey, man, can I talk to you for a second, we went into a, you know, a private little studio, and he just broke down yeah. in tears, and I'm telling the story today, and, you know, I'm getting emotional telling, I said, and he just started bawling, and, and I was like, what's going on? He goes, man, you know, my, just uh, everything's going wrong right now in my life. You know, my relationships coming to an end. You know, it's just like I, I'm, I'm unsatisfied in my work. And I, and I told the people there, I said, when you have a friend and they're at their lowest moment, it is up to you to step to them with the confidence that they need at that moment. They're right. they're in a pit. You have to come in like a crane and you have to lift them up. And I had, I said, hold on. And I, when I got on some tissue I came back and I said, Hey, listen, I want you to understand who you are. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, and I had just had a dream and I had shared it with my wife. I said, well, I had a dream about Greg and the next woman that he meets is going to be mm. his soulmate. And I told him that. That was a higher power moment wow. right there because mm-hmm. that had just happened. And I shared with him at that moment and I told him, hold on. I said, I told him, I said, the next woman that you meet is going to be the one. And some months went by. I mean, we, and he went lower because we, he got fired not too long after that. <laughs> and then he was lower. And I said, remember what I told you, man. And then it happened. We went out, he met her, and that is that was the next mm-hmm. woman that he met and went out with and became his wife. Now, soulmate, because they are joined at the hip and they are very much in love. And I told that audience, I said, it is your obligation to give them some information that they can lay their head down at the end of that night and feel some sort of hope. And it is your obligation to make sure that you hold that in and you don't share that with everybody else. Until they tell you it's okay, you protect their feelings, you protect mm-hmm. their information, and you give them the confidence to move forward. And I told that story, man. You can see people. <laughs> Cause I told her with the passion yeah. that you have uh, yeah. showed me how to give, you know, you've walked me through it. And I felt like, man, I was at a conference <laughs> motivational speaker. Let's go, throwing the shirt, throwing the shirt. And, let's go. People were coming up. After, hey man, that was, yeah. that was a dope speech. Yeah. You know, like his mom hugged me. She goes, you are a good friend. Yeah. And I get emotional right now. Just think wow. about it. She said, I'm so glad my my son has you know moms. Yeah, moms go deep. They moms love hard, and she saw her son like that. I said, "You remember?" She goes, "We remember." Yeah, and she said, "You told that story, and you did exactly what you did, and what you told him came to fruition." She goes. I believe in a higher power. I believe that, you know, that was fate, that was destiny. I believe in testimonies. And what you gave up there was a testimony mm-hmm. that is going to help somebody else. And she goes, Andre, that was so powerful. So, again, those are moments, man, mm-hmm. that when, you know, we do what we do, you know, you never know right. when you're going to be called to do it. I just mm-hmm. feel like whenever I'm called and that button's pushed, when you call me, Dr. A. Dre, we Dre, I'm, I'm on. I I, it comes it, on. Yeah. I'm ready to go. It, brother.
0: Man, I got to give you a little shout-out right, hey, shout right there. Hey, man. appreciate you so much, brother. And again, I feel that we're just at the beginning. We got some big news that we're going to be out to share. We're going to be doing an event outside of California. Huge. But Frankie, uh-huh. man, we got students that are in similar in age. Similar in age. What would you recommend to the students, just people watching our podcast, or viewers, how to earn that hashtag, man? Hashtag speaker. Hashtag mm-hmm. radio host. Hashtag you know, worldwide comedian. Like, Hashtag, I mean, best photographer in Cali. Let's be honest, yeah. not even Central California, but it's oh, beyond thank that. You. Thank you. What would you tell students? What do they need to do to earn that hashtag? They fill in the blank. What do they need to yeah. do? Well, they
2: they need to work at it every day. You know, um, if they want to be a photographer, they got to take pictures every day. They got to take pictures. They got to you know do some research. They got to go to school. They got to get educated. Uh, they got to you know study under a photographer, be an assistant. Mm. They they got to be a student and they got to stop thinking that they're, you know, a hashtag photographer. They, they just really got to be a student and do it every single day and sacrifice. Um, friends are going to this event. You know, you got to make that decision. Do you want to are you going to stay home and, and learn or are you going to are you going to go to this event? or Are you going to sleep in late? You know, you got to you got to get up early. You got to work every day and you got to do it consistently 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 um i had a student ask me as a matter of fact almost like the same question mm-hmm. and he said that this happened this week he said hey uh, mr leah i want to be a photographer what do i gotta do like my i was like my eyes just got big i'm like bro <laughs> yeah, like yeah. what do you gotta do like really i said take pictures every day take pictures every day and post them on social media every day take pictures of your friends of your family of yeah. pets you post pictures every single day um people are going to start noticing. Then um, you're going to get hit up. Hey, you take pictures. You know, my, my friend's a photographer. He's been doing it for two months, like every day. He's pretty yeah. serious about it. Mm-hmm. Mom, he's cheap. He's $50. Let's get my senior pictures done by him. You know, but that's what you got to do. And slowly, you're going to build a clientele. You're going to build a reputation of you being a photographer. Right. right? And and if you don't stop learning, those clients are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and that's how, that's how you do it you right know.
0: So and I, I think that student for him to ask you though, mm-hmm. that's part of the hashtag earning it. He's asking the master right here, like, Hey, what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people won't do that. Like, I'm going to do it my way or the highway. Yeah, I know what big. I could do to yeah. get there. Right. And so that shows a lot of humility, maturity right. for that young man, for sure. Oh, well, for sure. Like even just reaching out, like, being brave
2: enough to ask that question because nowadays I do have a lot of students who are just fr- uh, afraid to speak, you know, and him just coming out and asking a question, a simple question, you know, that question could, could make his, could start his career, you know, just because he had the courage to, to get up and ask. So asking people at asking professionals, not being afraid to reach out. Like the first time that I shot somebody famous, um, You know, somebody asked, like, hey, how'd you shoot Bobby Lee? And, like, Bobby Lee is pretty big time in yeah, comedy. For sure. Yeah. How'd you shoot Bobby Lee? And, like, I was almost embarrassed to tell them how I got that shoot. And <laughs> it was it was a Facebook message, yeah. you know? Yeah. like. But I didn't get the shoot just because of the Facebook message. That was me being the student, reaching out, hey, yeah, like, go, right? Yeah. But it was more like Bobby seeing the message. Okay, let me see this guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, let's do a photo shoot. And I don't got to pay him. But for me there was a lot of value in it right but so i had the
0: receipts and that's how i got that shoot but it was it was a facebook message it was right. just reaching out i had no idea right. about that brother and mm-hmm. i think that goes back into the overall message of the hashtags the hashtag you earn it but when you're reaching out to people you have to have something to show you mm-hmm. have to have those receipts mm-hmm. and when you could get to that level I mean, rise to it was just something that we thought of, and we we knew the team that we wanted, and the professionals that are coming in and mastering at their own level. But also, our resume now. Hey, have you guys done kindergarten? Actually, yeah, several events. Have you guys done college? That's what we do. Have you done high school? That's what we do. Middle school all day. Businesses, let's do it. Mm-hmm. How many videos you want? How many picture albums you want? How many testimonials you want? Mm -hmm. But it didn't start from somewhere. It started from like that young man reaching out to you. Mm -hmm. And Dre, you reaching out to these other comedians, myself reaching out to some of the best professors. I'm not even in their league, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, they believed in me. And um, and I'm just I'm still a student, man. To them, mm-hmm. so before we leave, family, another great episode of the Rise to It podcast. Another great episode. I do want to share some incredible, incredible news. We've really just worked our butts off, and I know Dre talked about our set, our podcast set, and we take a lot of pride in it and showing off our lo- logo and our our uh, mo- you know motivational speaking company That's number Steve one. So <laughs> in <said> is still <laughs> some of those <laughs> bulldog helmets, we'll right? A couple of
1: these things.
0: Um, we couldn't do it without the sponsors. And this is something that was just an idea. Um, We really never talked about doing a podcast, but Mm -hmm. the demand was there. It's like, man, if you reach one person, if you reach Mm -hmm. 10 people, 15, 20 people, me and Dre kind of have that same mentality. Well, if we do one person and (laughs) like we would need to work on more. Right. mm -hmm. But this is a need and it's a need where we're from the demographic, the people, the hardworking people, blue collar people. I mean, we put it down for central Cali all day, every day. Mm And with that hard work, you know, our sponsors poured in without even seeing one podcast episode. And so we want to say thank you so much because everything that we're doing, we never dreamt of this. What we did dream of doing is what we do, number one, and is doing the motivational speaking and bringing our own flavor mm-hmm. to these schools, campuses, universities, businesses, etc. And so we have the opportunity, fam, um, and our viewers and we're just so blessed to to be presented with this opportunity. We we thought about it. We've talked about it. We've spoke it into our vision, and now it's a reality. We are going to be in New Orleans um, in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. representing our state. There were only two organizations in the United States that got invited to this, and Best Believe Rise to It Productions hey, is one of those for yeah. sure, man. So, And again, it's it's the sponsors, it's students, it's people talking like, man, we need these people, you know, at our school. Like they have something different. They resonate with our students differently. We could tell a million sob stories, the same sob story like many speakers do. We're always fresh like a Ziploc, baby. Fresh (laughs) is like a subway, right? Mm -hmm. And I think we just pour in. And the more we pour in, others are pouring into us. So Celeste, behind the scenes, man, like we've really developed a family. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Dream Team, Carl Malone, John Stockton, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, mm-hmm. which way you want to pass it? Either way, way, we're going to score. We're and we're going to hit with the goal. <laughs> so we're not going to only represent Central California to the fullest in New Orleans and do our thing, but we're going to represent this whole west side yes. uh, of the map mm-hmm. and make sure that we represent everybody and take pride in what we do. And we're going to represent you well. So thank you so much to all the sponsors. Thank you to everybody yeah. that... That's just been calling us at your schools and everything like that, man. Let's continue to shine. Let's continue to shine light on all mm-hmm. our kids, man. Let's show them a different way. And not only that, just the professionals too. People that right. want to take their professional career to the next level. So again, thank you guys so much. We're going to be in new Orleans, y'all. Um, you might be seeing me with some beads. All right. Drake going to be doing his tan thing over yeah, there. I don't we know. That's <laughs> It's going to be times. cool, man. And so. we're going to get to work too. Yeah, we're going to get to work for yeah. sure, man. So thank you guys so much for joining us on another edition of the rise to it podcast, but Also, thank you so much for putting your support and your belief and your trust and your faith, et cetera, in us. And we're going to keep doing what we do, baby. And with that said, a two finger spread. Try your best to stay positive. And as always, if you can rise Rise to it, it, you can can rise rise through through it. it.